being grateful for things in life in general is going to help you enjoy your work more often. Because even if you're not focused on things you're grateful for at work, although I highly recommend you find things at work for this specific purpose, then you're still focusing your attention on what's good. And what happens with the gratitude practice over time is it becomes your new normal. Hey, I'm Alicia Wood, and I've spent the past 10 years studying self-betterment. I went from lacking confidence as an overweight, socially anxious outsider to becoming a fitness pro and building a thriving wellness community rooted in fitness, play, and mindset. When it comes to wellness, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach, which is why each week I'm going to bring you a different perspective on all things mind, body, soul. This is the Fuel Your Fire podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> that sounded so monotone. Welcome to the podcast. It's more just like me trying to figure out what I'm going to say. Welcome to the podcast. Um, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome. Um, I'm glad that you're tuning in for the first time. If you're back, amazing. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. Um, today we are talking about loving your work. So we've been talking about kind of this workplace world, uh, since last week, and we're spending a little bit of time here in June, um, talking about loving work and why, because we spend an awful lot of time at work, whether you work for somebody else or you work for yourself, this episode is about you finding joy within your work. And there's three kind of things that I want to talk about to give you actionable steps. You know, I'm all about action, putting things into work that you can take to enjoy your work more. So why not? Why not check in, do a little pulse check on how you're feeling with your work and then trying to improve it because feeling good feels good, right? (laughs) All right. So I've got three ideas for you for you to be able to pump up how you feel about work and enjoyment in the workplace. Number one, find the good. So this is something that I do with my clients a lot. It's like, find the good. In any situation, there is good and bad within it. It's a law of polarity. There's something that's really high up. It's also really low down. If there's something that's really big, it's there's an aspect of it that's really small. That is the way the universe works, the law of polarity. So if something is really crappy, there has to be something really good about it as well. But sometimes we have to find it. So we have to use perspective to be able to get to a different angle and be able to see the good in the situation. So find the good is number one. So what can you do to find the good? Well, I like to just sit there and, and, and find it, whether I'm writing it down, whether I'm saying it out loud, whether I'm thinking it through, writing it down is the best way to start. So you can actually see it on paper and it's kind of tangible. You're like, oh, okay, I can, I can find it. So let's say you had a sales pitch that you were doing at work and it didn't go well. You didn't get the sale. 
most of us, because we have a negativity bias, we focus on the fact that it didn't go well. We didn't get the sale. Our, our goal was to sell and we didn't get the sale. So we tend to focus on the negative, but when we focus on the negative, we get more of the negative. So the next sales call you go into, you're going to be doing the exact same thing. You're probably going to have the same things come up because you focused on the negative within it. So when you're focusing on that negative, you can go, oh, like kind of catch it. Again, it comes back to awareness. Everything comes back to awareness. Catch it. Like, okay, I'm focusing on that. What is the good within this? Well, the good is I learned that X, you could have learned something from that sales call where you're like, oh, I never would have actually known that. That's interesting to know. What does that mean? I wonder if I can ask more people about that. So let's say I had a sales call and the, let's say I'm selling my programming, which is like helping teams build culture within their, within their group. And I'm on a sales call with somebody and they're saying, yeah, we, uh, we've tried that, but people have zoom fatigue. So they're not, they're not participating. Then I can go, Oh, that's interesting. Zoom fatigue. But the reality is, is it the zoom fatigue or are they believing that it's zoom fatigue, but the team is actually disengaged and they just aren't interested. Like, let's be honest. If you're into your team and you're having fun with your team, you're going to want to do certain fun events with your team. But if you're disengaged or you feel overworked, then you're not going to go to that event if it's not mandatory because you're going to want to spend your time on work so that you can spend time with your family afterwards. If that just makes sense. So then we have to go, okay, well, I learned that Zoom fatigue is, is something that people are coming up with as a reason why they're thinking that they don't need to be doing more to get their team engaged, which is interesting to know. Cause I'm like, okay, well that's, that's fair. That's a fair concern. It's not the reason, but then I can start to go, okay, well now that I know this, I can now start to change my messaging and my marketing to talk more about how zoom fatigue isn't the problem with building connection in the teams. So I've learned something from it. So the next time I go into a sales call, I'm ready to talk about the fact that zoom fatigue isn't the reason why people aren't showing up to events. Do you see what I'm saying? So I can focus on, oh, I learned that. Had this not gone poorly, I wouldn't have learned that. And then I may not. So now that I have that information, I might be able to do better on my sales in the next time through because I can now address that misconception right away. I can address it even before we hop on a call. I can start addressing it immediately. But it might have taken me a long time to get there because somebody else may not have said that as an issue. Do you know what I mean? Somebody else may not have mentioned the Zoom fatigue. So I'm growing and learning from every perceived failure. Okay. So find the good. That's the big thing. Find the good. What can you take away from it? You can take away that you made a new contact, that you learned about the Zoom fatigue, that you got an insider's perspective on what the world looks like within their team, that you can kind of start to get an idea of what the dynamic is, how often they're starting. Like I'm learning. So find the good or the learning piece of it. Number two, practicing gratitude. So practicing gratitude seems at this point like, yeah, cool, gratitude practice. (laughs) I mean, we talk about gratitude so often, 
that it's kind of ridiculous now. Like it seems ridiculous, but the reality is having an actual gratitude practice helps. Why? Because it focuses our attention on what we want. So if we're focused on the negative, again, with that situation with finding the good, it's very similar to finding the good, but this doesn't have to be in any specific situation. There doesn't need to have been something that didn't go the way you wanted it to. You can just find things to be grateful for. So you can keep a gratitude journal. Every morning you wake up, you write out three things you're grateful for. Each time you write them out, see if you can get a little bit more specific, a little bit more specific. So it's not just, I'm grateful for my, for the roof over my head, which is amazing. Yes. But I'm grateful that I have a television to keep me occupied when I'm bored within that house. I'm grateful that I have a fridge with food in it that I can make delicious meals from that are healthy and fuel me. I am grateful that I have a fan in my room. I'm literally just looking around my room right now. I'm grateful that I have a fan in my room because it blocks out noise at night and keeps me cool and it makes it helps me sleep better. Being grateful for things in life in general is going to help you enjoy your work more often. Because even if you're not focused on things you're grateful for at work, although I highly recommend you find things at work for this specific purpose, then you're still focusing your attention on what's good. And what happens with the gratitude practice over time is it becomes your new normal. We all have habits, right? Well, gratitude is a habit. It's a practice. So when you practice something, you get really good at it. And when you practice gratitude, you get really good at getting, at being grateful for things, which means that when something negative happens or anything's going on in the world, you can still focus on things to be grateful for. You can still find good. And when you can find good, then you can feel better emotionally. And the third thing that you can do is going above and beyond to connect with your community. So when I say community, I mean, if you're working at an office, how can you go above and beyond to meet new people on the team? If there's new people coming on board, how can you reach out to them um, and set up a coffee date with them? How can you get groups together? How can you just start sending messages like voice notes to people, letting them know that you're thinking about them? I'm a big fan of voice notes. I think that they're so much more personal than an email being sent off. And imagine how they feel. Like when you, if you've ever received a voice note, you know it makes an impact on your day. Like, whoa, they said my name. They're talking specifically to me. It was meant for me. It wasn't just a direct copy and pasted thing that was being sent out to people. Voice notes really matter. You can do video messages too, like whatever you're feeling. The reality is you're going to make that other person's day and they're going to feel more connected. And we need that connection more than ever. But when you do that and they feel good receiving that message, then you're also feeling good. Like, I mean, I end every podcast with it feels good to make other people feel good. So reaching out and staying connected within your team. The other thing is to go even further than that. If, if you're a team lead, then making sure that your team is connecting in some way and you have some sort of strategy in place. And if you don't have a strategy in place, I can totally help you out with that. And then if you are an employee on a team, reaching out to your team lead and recommending different programs is awesome because sometimes they don't know 
what they don't know. And if they don't know that you are craving connection or you want to be surrounded by more people, or you're feeling like you're on the outside, if you're feeling like you're not part of the team because we aren't seeing each other the same way that we used to in an office, then suggesting ways for them to improve on that. And if you don't feel comfortable stepping into that, you can also reach out to me. I'm more than help, happy to help you um, find a way to position it. So it's it, for, for their best interest, because the reality is your team connecting with each other is going to help the company do better um, in the long run. And especially as teams are going back to the office um, in like a hybrid situation Oh man. Imagine if you haven't connected with your team. I talked to somebody recently where their team is gone from 55 people to 135 people in like less than two years. And a lot of that happened during the pandemic when everybody's working remote. So, so many of those people don't know anybody else in person on their team. So when you go back into the office then it's awkward, plus we're all, we've all gone through a long time of us not like communicating with people the way that we used to. So the social anxieties, I know I used to struggle from social anxiety, huge are going to be coming back um, in various ways and everybody will be going back to it in a different way. So connecting now is so important. And if you can be that person that's like, you know what, I'm just going to take it upon myself to reach out to people. I'm going to get people together. I'm going to set up whatever. That's incredible. And if you need help with that, please reach out to me. I'd love to touch base with someone on your team to help them set it up, set up a strategy so that they can start making little changes over time to make a massive difference um, within the culture. If you have any questions for me, please reach out. If you know that your team could absolutely need more connection, um, more fun, more like if you don't know the people on your team, (laughs) please, please, please um, send me a message and reach out to me. I'd love to chat. Have an amazing rest of your day. Recently, I met up with a friend of mine and she was like, hey, I got you this. And I was like, well, that's really kind. It was a notebook and it had like all these campy things on it, which was completely on brand with me. And I felt so amazing. Like it just felt like, wow, she saw me and thought of me and it was just out of the blue for no reason. And then I think about how did she feel when she thought about me to buy it and then when she gave it to me and then when she saw my expression. It's so incredible to give and you have the opportunity to give right now and I hope you take it by leaving a five-star review if you loved this podcast and maybe you share it with a friend.